Hello and welcome back to the last slice of pizza. I am your host James and today we are looking at the episode Forces of Nature and it opens on the clouds where a figure of shadows is drumming to create blue lightning and another figure in shadows is dancing to create yellow lightning. So the, these two working together create a lightning storm above Jump City. Meanwhile, in Titan's Tower, Beast Boy is like an ox, uh, or at least an ox-type animal, and he is pulling a rubber band onto a hook. He then transforms back into a human and takes out a balloon, and then Raven comes up behind him and asks him what he's doing. Beast Boy scrambles, but the balloon never drops, which is a nice little, you know, cartoony gag. And then, uh, after that, Raven says, Please tell me this isn't another dumb prank. Beast Boy says it's not. It's the best prank in the world. He explains, Remember that time Cyborg put red dye in my shampoo and I turned to brown for two days? So, what he's doing is he set up a trap where Cyborg, uh, walks over there, trips a tripwire, uh, unhooks the rubber band with the balloon on it, and the balloon, uh, which is filled with, like, oil, will smack him. So, they hear someone coming, and Beast Boy, uh, grabs Raven to go hide. Raven's like, hey, Beast Boy? And Beast Boy just wants her to be quiet. But then Cyborg finds them, and Beast Boy panics and wonders who's walking over here. So we see that it's Starfire, and Beast Boy tries to stop it, but it hits her. Starfire does not understand what is happening, and Raven said that Beast Boy set this up. Beast Boy stammers his way through an explanation, but he doesn't really say anything. He just kind of, like, gives a bunch of half-sentences about what was going on. And then uh, make, makes a joke about... Uh, changing the oil on her face every like 3,000 miles or something. Starfire gets really mad at him and calls him a Chlorbag Varblernelk. So interesting note about this bit of terminology. Chlorbag Varblernelk is not being hit by my spell check on on Google Docs where I'm taking these notes, which like in and of itself might not mean a lot, but it also corrected me when I spelled Varblernelk incorrectly. God, mm, uh, yeah, I guess Google Docs just has all of Starfire's like things. There's some Tamaranian language things that you can use in Google Docs. Yeah, okay, cool. So maybe I can just take my best guess and Google Docs can help me, uh, you know, with my mistakes. But anyway, Beast Boy is taken aback and Cyborg and Raven, like, go along with, like, this. And then Beast Boy wonders, can't anyone take a joke? But then the storm gets more intense, and Robin uh, calls all of the Titans because there's trouble. 
Then the theme song hits. And then after the theme song, we cut to a suspension bridge. And the two shadowy figures we saw before uh, appear not in shadow anymore. And they are a pair of brothers by the name of Thunder and Lightning. Thunder is uh, wider and uh, is blue, while Lightning is thinner and yellow. So they uh, cause havoc on the suspension bridge in the name of fun. So the Titans arrive, and Robin says that they have a lousy sense of humor. So Thunder and Lightning strike back, and the Titans begin battling them. Starfire and Lightning are running parallel to each other, trying to take each other down, with Lightning winning at the end of their little uh, skirmish. So Cyborg and Thunder begin duking it out and testing their strength, and they're evenly matched as both of them use their powers to down the other one. So Robin tries to attack Thunder, but gets blown off. He grabs onto one of the snapped wires and comes back to attack. So Raven dodges Lightning's attacks and then uh, does Chun-Li's like, kick onto Lightning, which is one of the rare instances we see Raven using uh, a physical attack as opposed to, you know, her powers. Which I think is uh, interesting to point out, but then Lightning blasts her away. And then Beast Boy comes in and hugs Lightning as a panda, but Lightning shocks him off, saying that their powers are impressive, but his are more so. And then Beast Boy is on the ground and is greeted by Thunder, who tells him to get up. Beast Boy wonders why they're doing this, and Thunder explains that it's not sportsmanlike to hit an opponent while they're down. Beast Boy clarifies and asks why they're doing any of this, this whole, like, rampage. Thunder says it's for amusement, but Beast Boy points to everyone else and asks Thunder if uh, he thinks they look like they're having fun. Thunder is conflicted, but Lightning strikes Beast Boy and tells them it's time to go elsewhere, which they do. Beast Boy gets up again and says that was shocking to Starfire, but she pays him no mind, and BB says, I take it you're still mad. So, this is an interesting interesting setup for an episode and an interesting way they're doing it so beast boy clearly gets it but is at the same time blind to it it's a weird sort of contradiction that like someone might think is weird but in reality like contradictions like this can be very human at times and like it, it, it's really interesting now that I'm thinking about it here. Because, like, as, like, Thunder demonstrated, he's not really, like, evil evil. And we know Beast Boy's not evil. It's just there are times where people can misstep or just not uh, do something right. But it's what you, like, do. It's how you go forward that, like, defines who you are rather than you know the gross action that you take in in a moment of weakness or in just like a moment of like you're not thinking or something like that like we're we're human we all make mistakes 
it's just a fact of life. Like, no, nobody is, like, really without sin. But it's not like everyone is the same in their level of not sin. And it's that, like, idea of, like, you know, understanding what you did wrong and trying to move forward and become a better person, essentially. That's that's sort of the big idea of this episode. And there's a lot more episode to go, so let's get to it. So Robin says they need to split up and find them before they do any more damage. He uh, splits everyone up. Like, he has Cyborg go to one place, Raven go to another, Robin go to another, but he has uh, Starfire and Beast Boy searching through the skies. Beast Boy is a little nervous and asks if Cyborg can uh, come along. And Robin points out that Cyborg can't fly. Beast Boy is a little embarrassed and still very much nervous about this, but Cyborg says, have fun, Chlorbeth. So then, uh, Thunder and Lightning arrive at what I think is a college campus. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's a college campus. So Lightning zaps a, like, ball structure, and when it rolls off into a pile of slabs, knocking them over like dominoes, Lightning is excited. But Lightning also sees Thunder's, uh, questioning face and wonders what he's thinking. Thunder explains that Beast Boy's words are kind of getting to him, but Lightning thinks it's nonsense and that this is fun and they just kind of continue. So Starfire and Beast Boy are flying around and they see the wreckage of, you know, the, the domino slabs and investigate. Beast Boy remarks that either Thunder and Lightning were here or this is the worst modern art I've ever seen. Starfire responds, You are not funny. You are a chlorbag varbler elk. Beast Boy pleads with Star some more and then breaks out the face where he transforms into a cute little kitten. But Starfire resists it and even Beast Boy is impressed by that. Beast Boy says that this isn't fun and then Thunder and Lightning show up and say, Ah, but it is. So they begin conflict again with uh, Starfire fighting Thunder for a bit and Beast Boy taking on Lightning. Star uh, does some cool like trick maneuvers, like some flips and stuff to fight Thunder while Beast Boy uses various animals, all of whom I think are from East Asia, but I'm not 100% sure, but they look very East Asian inspired. And then uh, tackles uh, him using the ox we saw earlier. So then Starfire blasts Thunder away. And then Beast Boy uh, attacks Thunder as a bear. And then Starfire and Lightning are battling it out with their, you know, projectile attacks. And then Beast Boy downs Thunder as a bear. And then Beast Boy tries a second time to like try to connect with thunder saying i don't want to hurt you and i don't think you want to hurt me either thunder replies by saying pain is not amusing uh beast boy says that you could have fooled me if you keep playing rough someone will get hurt 
And it seems to sink in, but then a mysterious man who looks sort of like Raiden from Mortal Kombat, but his robes are red, and he's skinnier. Raiden, Raiden's buff. He's This guy's not buff, per se, but he, he has the robes, he has the hat. Oh, Raiden doesn't have the mustache and that goatee, but this guy does. But essentially that. Like, there's a, there is a lot of, like, Asian and East Asian inspiration in this episode. Like, if you don't know what Thunder and Lightning look like in this episode, like, that's, like, the big one. But, like, there's a lot of little uh, things that are just, like, very, like, Asian or East Asian inspired. Like, like I mentioned earlier, like, a lot of the animals Beast Boy transforms into this episode have that, like, Asian-ness to them. But whatever. So, uh, he appears from a cloud of smoke and then plays a music box of sorts. But it's not a music box. It's a device that shoots out a beam destroying some more pillars and the rubble aims at Starfire and uh, Beast Boy, and Beast Boy is worried about Starfire. So after the dust settles, the voice rings out saying, your powers are your own. Why should you let anyone tell you how to use them? Thunder and Lightning, who are not in the rubble, uh, demand the voice show themselves. So the voice uh, like does show themselves, and it's that old man that we see. And... Uh, he explains that he's a humble old man whose powers derive from nature just like yours. And when he says derive from nature, we cut to see, like, or at least the whole angle at this part of the speech is, like, the old man is talking to Thunder and Lightning, but we also see the, like, you know, box that did this, that technology box. So we can clearly see that he is lying, but Thunder and Lightning cannot see that he is lying. It's it's really simple, but really clever, and I really like it. And I guess that's like a lot of this show in a nutshell, where it does these really simple things, but in really clever ways, and it really like pays off. So he wants them to follow him to a place where they can use their powers. Thunder is worried about uh, people getting hurt. And Lightning's like, that green guy is like poisoning your mind. And the man says, why should that matter? Your powers are spectacular. You should use them how you please. Which is a very Magneto thing to say. But we know he's lying, so he's not exactly Magneto in this situation. Where like... The, the 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 ideals of Magneto, like Magneto v. X-Men, are complicated and require a lot to get into. And I don't have that a lot. But we know this guy is lying, so he, he doesn't believe in that the same way Magneto would. Or, and, like, whatever Magneto wants to do with his powers or anyone else's powers, 
is, you know, in his eyes, like, great, or like, you know, for justice, for Magneto's justice. Whereas this guy, like, we know is lying, so it's not that. So, that's, that's enough of, like, me trying to, <laughs> you know, break down X-Men. <laughs> anyway, uh, the man says he's going to leave and leaves it up to them to follow. So, Lightning then convinces Thunder to go and just leave his thoughts behind. So, in the rubble, Beast Boy climbs out as a spider and then calls out for Starfire. And then while searching, he opens up and says what he feels, what he meant to say at the tower, but for one reason or another could not. He said, like, it was supposed to be a joke, she could have gotten hurt, and that, like, he didn't think of that, and he's sorry, and he didn't say it before, but he is sorry. And I think that's an important detail, like... Up until this point, Beast Boy does not apologize. Which, like, you really think is, like, the first thing someone like that would do in that situation. But he just doesn't for, like, whatever reason. And I think that's a good teaching moment where, like, I'm sorry and being apologetic, like... If you didn't mean for something to end up like this, if it was an incident, if it wasn't, you know, malicious in intent, like, an apology is something you should say right away, but you don't, you don't always know that. So I think, like, this episode, like, puts that out there where, like, an apology is good and that should be, like, your first go to when you feel ashamed that you did something but it also shows how hard that can be at times I am really trying to like walk on some eggshells because there's like you know instances where like saying sorry doesn't always cut it but like I feel in instances like this it it does so it is contextual but they do a good job at contextualizing it and bringing it forward back on track uh starfire appears behind him smiling and beast boy is ecstatic and he transforms into the kitty and uh they embrace affectionately and then Beast Boy changes back into a human, gets down on his knees, and begs for forgiveness. And Starfire says that she already has. And now she wants to make those evil brothers apologize. But Beast Boy remarks, I don't think they're evil. I think they're just like me. And so, I guess this is sort of a continuation of, like, the thing I just talked about. Where, like, yeah, Beast Boy is aware that, like what he did is wrong but also that like what he did wasn't evil or malicious and he feels like the brothers aren't evil or malicious just misinformed and even though like Beast Boy like 
knows. He didn't put in the effort until things got dire. But it feels like he also learns his lesson in this. Where, like, he, he has more of an awareness about how people feel about things. And how other people will react to certain things. While also, uh, like, tackling how some people can be blind to it. While also trying to enforce the idea. It's a very deep and, like, complicated idea to try and do. Where it's like, you know what it is, but you don't know you're doing it as opposed to you seeing someone else do it. And really, I guess it kind of feels VeggieTales-esque in a way. Where it's like, you know... The, the stories there, I mean, not, at least some of the non-Bible stories, at least. But I guess the Bible stories can have that effect, too, is like, you know, this person is just unsure or just doesn't know what to do, even though they know what to do. It just, they don't know what to do, if you get me. Because, like, it feels more specific. But in actuality, it's not. It's a very general good rule of thumb to, you know, be kind and accept people for who they are and not lie and not stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's that, like, learning idea of, like, you know, while you might know this, you don't know it. Until you do, but now that you know it, you can, like, use it. I really hope that made sense. It makes sense to me. It's a little confusing, but it made perfect sense to me, and I hope it makes perfect sense to you. Anyway, we're going back to the episode now. So, out in the woods, the man uh, that lured Thunder and Lightning away... Uh, has set up several targets. Lightning is incensed, saying there's no fun in such a weak target. The man invites him to give it a try, and he does. And he is impressed when the, uh, you know, resulting shock brings about, like, a consistent fire among them. And Thunder also gives it a try and also has fun. So they proceed to light all of the targets... And then ask for more, but the man says that won't be necessary. He pulls out a disc that has a character on it, which I'm not sure is Japanese or Chinese in origin, but all of the targets also had similar characters on it. Not the same characters, but similar. And then he throws the disc up, and the disc coalesces with energy, and it uses the lit targets to bring to life a fire golem by the name of Fire. So the Titans show up, and then fire starts moving, burning everything in its path as it heads for the city. So Thunder looks in horror and asks Lightning, what have we done? So fire, the fire golem, is making its way to the city with the Titans trying to stop it. So Raven theorizes that fire can't spread, lowercase fire can't spread, if there's nothing to burn and starts moving trees out of the way 
Robin instructs Starfire and Beast Boy to do the same, and they do, and then Cyborg smothers Fire, the Fire Golem, with dirt, and Beast Boy wonders if it's over, but then Fire, the Fire Golem, comes back to life, and Raven says, you had to ask. So then we see Robin notice the man that uh, Thunder and Lightning are with, and then the man instructs Thunder and Lightning to protect Fire, the Fire Golem, as it's their creation. Thunder is a little worried, but Lightning goes right away, and then Thunder follows. Robin comes in and begins sparring with the mysterious man. So the man says, Robin, we finally meet. Robin replies, who are you? They continue fighting. And then Raven tries to stop Fire the Fire Golem. And it looks like he's put out, but it reignites. So Thunder and Lightning jump in to defend their fun and creation. So while Lightning is taking on some of the other Titans, Thunder faces off against Beast Boy, who is a tiger. And then before they clash, they enter a joint mind palace. I don't exactly know either why this happens i think it's just convention because like it it borrows a lot from like asian and east asian you know tropes for this particular episode for like the show is covered in it the show has a lot of anime tropes but this episode specifically has like stuff that's outside of anime but you know Eventually, everything gets funneled into anime. But that's neither here nor there. But, so they just enter their mind palace, and it rules. It's good. It's just this rule of awesome and rule of, like, homage. So they're just in this mind palace where, like, they're drawn as these, like, stylistic, impressive versions of, like, what they are, where Thunder is just, you know thunder as we see him but beast boy is a tiger but they are talking and then beast boy asks why he's doing this and asks if he wants to hurt people and destroy homes thunder says no and then proceeds to explain that the man said that their powers made them better beast boy says that it just makes you different it's how you use them that counts so uh, they exit the Mind Palace, and just as Lightning has Starfire on the ropes, Thunder confronts Lightning about what they're doing being wrong, and the two start fighting. So Robin and the Old Man continue fighting, and then the Fire Golem, Fire, continues its march, and Cyborg notes that uh, if uh, Fire the Fire Golem gets to those houses, the whole city could go up in flames. So then Thunder and Lightning continue their fight and Lightning gets a good hit in and like gets Thunder on the ground. But then Thunder asks, tell me brother, are we still having fun? And Lightning admits, no. Thunder directs Lightning to the Titans. He says they also have great powers, but they use it for good while we only use ours for destructive fun. Lightning says all our powers can do is destroy. Thunder says that that might be true, but they have another power, together. Lightning agrees, and they go into the sky. So, they drum and dance in the clouds, but this time it causes rain to show up, which destroys Fire the Fire Golem, and the Titans celebrate. Meanwhile, the old man has Robin in his grasp, 
and asks, Is this all you can do? The man uh, gets hit with some lightning, which I think is supposed to be from lightning, but I'm not 100% sure. It could just be a ricochet. But it is forced back. So part of the old man face uh, falls off to reveal Slade's mask, and Robin is shocked. So Slade disappears in a cloud of smoke, but leaves behind a medallion. Robin picks it up and says, Slade. So Thunder and Lightning join the rest of the Titans, who are still celebrating in the rain. And then uh, Thunder apologizes and gently nudges Lightning to do the same. They thank Beast Boy for teaching them, but Beast Boy says to thank Starfire, who taught him. Starfire thanks them back for helping out in the end. So, just a, just a little bit here. Like, as I was saying before, like, there are times where an apology doesn't cut it. But it's figuring out when that is. And an apology with, like, a gift is always, like, a like a good idea. And, you know, the gift of putting out a destructive fire golem by the name of fire with rain is really cool. And, you know, it means you're sorry. So, it does highlight a lot of the complexities of when an apology is, you know, meaningful. And in this case, it is to everyone except Slade, who, I mean, doesn't apologize. But if he were to apologize, it wouldn't mean anything. So, anyway, back to the episode. We have a little bit left. So, after the rain, there's a rainbow uh, in the sky. And at the end of it is Titan's Tower. And the Titans look upon it. Cyborg and Raven talk about how Slade wants to destroy the city. And Robin vows to, you know, fight him when they meet next. So Beast Boy then asks Starfire if he's still a Chlorbag Varblernelk. And Starfire says no, and that he's more of a Milnip Wusserloop. Beast Boy is incredibly grateful and starts dancing, but then asks if that is a good thing. So Starfire laughs, the Titans leave, and Beast Boy questions further. But uh, he leaves, and that ends the episode. So, yeah, th th this is a really good episode. Like, there's a lot to this episode, but it pulls it off well, to an extent. But there is something that is a bit odd. It does feel a bit overstuffed at times. But it can't really be helped. Like... This is a time before, like, Netflix and stuff is, like, big, where you can do episodes that, like, are bigger or shorter than, like, the average runtime on, like, TV. Where, like, I don't know, you can go, like, a little bit more. And I think if it went, like, a little bit more, it wouldn't feel as rushed at times or as overstuffed at times because there's, like a lot but they do what they can and it is a good episode like i'm impressed with how good this episode is like i mean 
I love this show to death. And, like, I, I have my favorites, though. And, like, this wasn't really among them. But even so, like, I, I'm still, like, impressed with this episode and, like, what it does and, like, what it what it go has going for it like in the future and you know stuff like that because it has like a lot of things in it it has like a bit of plot like you know robin and slade confront for the first time and like the titans start to figure out slade's motives but that's a little bit like in there at the end it just kind of squeaked through but it also has like the moral side of like learning like values and like lessons and stuff but it also has really good action and it has good jokes and like comedic timing and good animation it has it has all of that in it and i feel like as the series goes on they learn to fit it into an episode length better and they know like what to cut when so it doesn't feel as overstuffed as this episode does so that is not to say that like this episode is like bad it's just not it's just not as like you know solid it's really good and you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that like this is the worst episode of the show. But it's also not the best, but it's really good and it really like brings things forward and it like brings ideas like forward. It 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 does a lot and I am now repeating myself again. So that will do it for this episode of the last slice of pizza. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Apple Podcasts, on Anchor, on Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they want fun. And be sure to tune in to the next episode where we go over the episode The Sum of His Parts, and I will see you then.